TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Beautiful Monday, May 10, May 11. Got to check my calendar here. Beautiful Monday, fine city of Chicago. Thanks for joining us on uh, thetalkzone.com. It is the Two Guys at a Mic Show today. It's one guy and one mic. The big dog not here today, so microphone number two is open at your uh, disposal. You want to be co-host for the show? You can do that by dialing in at 888-463-6767. Four, eight. We will be with you right up until 11 o'clock. We do it every weekday here on thetalkzone.com, 10 to 11 Central Time, one hour a day, five days a week. That would make five. And Toto. I love saying that. I love Toto, too. One of my favorite dogs. Probably if you talk about uh, pets and movies, I would say Toto and the Wizard of Oz. I, you know, I'd have to go through all the pets and check the rankings. But I'm going to put them right up there. I'll challenge any of our listeners to give me a more likable pet than Toto. In the Wizard of Oz. How's that for a daily quandary for the day? 888-463-6748. we got lots of sports to talk about. Of course, it was Mother's Day weekend. We hope all the moms out there were uh, treated as the special people that they truly are. And, of course, uh, David Olson, our producer, I know you don't treat your mom just nice on Mother's Day, but each and every day, 365, 24-7. That's what the moms deserve, right? That's how I roll, Coach. <laughs> Just read it off the script, right? Give, given to you by your wife. Uh, and we did have, besides the uh, loving of mothers over the weekend, we did have a pretty good sports weekend, too. Lots of baseball news, big news in the world of golf. Uh, NBA basketball playoffs continue down. Good time to be a sports fan right now. Lots of stuff going on. NHL playoffs heating up here in Chicago. We have to uh, temporarily delay, I guess, our Stanley Cup celebration. Put the parade on ice for just a little bit. You read most of the writers and the media and listened to the sports talk, uh, even on this station. Not so much by me, thank you very much, but my fine partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, who I will admit is uh, right more often than wrong, but he missed on yesterday's game. But uh, after the Hawks beat Vancouver at Vancouver, it was like it's over. Let's move on to the next round. Get the scouting report ready. Who do we play next? The San Jose Shark. Get the scouting report ready for the San Jose Sharks. Well... What we forgot is that in order to uh, advance, in order to win a seven-game series, you need to win four games, not three. And apparently the Blackhawks were listening to too much of that sports talk, were reading too much of the um, newspaper articles and the fact that they had beaten Vancouver twice in Vancouver. It's over. It's all over. Well, it's not over. It's not all over. Thank you very much, Howard Cosell. But uh, Vancouver, Vancouver pulls off a big win at the United Center. Four to one yesterday, an empty net goal for all intents and purposes. It was three to one, but a big win for Vancouver. So we'll go back to Vancouver in game six. And I think it's true a little bit in the NBA. It seems to be definitely true in the NHL. Under the category of extremely overrated, that would be home ice advantage. Those are the teams that are playing all season long just so they can get home ice advantage in the playoffs. You might be wasting a lot of bit of uh, a lot of your energy and time, because so far and I don't have the updated stats with me, but I think it was something like um, 
before Saturday and Sunday even took place, which a couple more road teams won. I think it was 32 road victories and 28 home victories. Don't hold me to those exact statistics, but the point is well taken. Not only is the home ice not a great advantage, it's not even a little advantage. Right now it's no advantage at all. You're better off playing on the road. The Blackhawks, when they're playing at home, they're better off staying at a hotel. Maybe driving around in a bus for an hour and a half just to simulate a road trip. I mean, it's unbelievable. Flatter than the Queen of Hearts last night. On home ice, chance to clinch against Vancouver. Fans all jacked up at the start of the game. You have, uh, what's that guy's name who sings the national anthem? Not Wayne Messmer anymore, Jim something or other, ex-opera star. Guy's unbelievable. Does a phenomenal job revving up the crowd. The Hawk fans, they were ready to get after it. They were ready to celebrate. And again, the Hawks uh, come out absolutely flat. Vancouver playing with desperation. And uh, one team desperate, the other team going through the motions, even if the other team is not quite as talented. That's going to be a victory for the other team, and that's exactly what happened. Vancouver 4, Hawks 1. Any of our Chicago area NHL fans, you want to talk about that game from last night? Uh, we are right here for you. 888 Again, 888 The phone number. Uh, San Jose did eliminate the Detroit Red Wings, so all of our fans listening in the Detroit area. I know, David, one of our favorite sound effects. You got to card it up. David's got the thumbs up. All right, our moment of silence is the Detroit Red Wing and the great tradition of Red Wing hockey hath come to an end for the 2000 season. Here's some production work, a moment of silence for the Detroit Red Wings. Thank you very much. Beautifully done. I'm telling you, even on a Mother's Day weekend, it's unbelievable the amount of work our production department will come in. Probably came in early yesterday morning to put that tape together. Thank you very much. San Jose knocks off the Red Wings and uh, I think it was five games. Red Wings were down 3-0 and they blitzed San Jose in one of the games, but uh, San Jose beat them yesterday. So that series goes at 4-1. San Jose advances. Blackhawks, if they can beat Vancouver, will take on the dreaded Shark. You still got Boston battling uh, the Flyers in Montreal. i got to get updated on what's going on in those series. You'd think I'd have all that, but I count on Joel, partner number two, to come up with all the statistics and all the uh, details here. See, I'm the idea guy. The big dog's the detail-oriented guy, and if I could figure out how to work the computer on the spot like a good technological sports talk host, I'd have it chopped up there, and I wouldn't have to admit to our fine fans out there that I'm not quite sure what the uh, series stands with the Montreal or the Boston or the Philadelphia. But that's okay. Honesty's the best policy. That's what we do here. You know, I don't even know if we have a button here. I know on our old radio show, one of our philosophies, uh, Dave, you know, on the professional shows, if you cough, or sneeze or burp. Do we have a dump button here? No, no. no. I, everything, everything is preserved for okay. posterity. So. Okay. See, there it is for posterity, huh? Yeah. Or from the posterior. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So anything from our posterior is reserved for posterity. Exactly. That could be the motto for this show. Um. Yeah, but on our previous show, we had the technological button. All you had to do is hit it. But no, we never used it. Me and Joel's theory was a cough, a burp, a sneeze. A slight passing of the gas, which the big dog would do, and probably slight is not even the correct word. That needs to be heard on the radio airways. It makes the show more real. We're able to connect to the listener. All right? Let's just hope they never invent. I hope technology does not go so far as to invent scratch and sniff radio. Because I don't think we'd be very popular in that case. Yeah, That's the one good thing. 
the one, <laughs> the one good thing about Joel doing the show. From uh, via telephone and not in here normally, I love having him in here. You get a much more um, better connection. You can play off each other better. It's a tough thing. The big dog doesn't have a car right now, but I will tell you, he would come in here on some Mondays after a weekend of drinking. Lord help us, after St. Patrick's Day, and um, you couldn't open that door wide enough. You couldn't get a big enough breeze in here. It was a uh, not a pretty set. And again, let's hope that they never come up with scratch and sniff radio, but you know the way technology is going. They'll probably have that in a couple of years, too. All right, uh, NBA playoffs. Some interesting stuff over the weekend. Of course, here at Chicago, our beloved Bulls are uh, done and gone, but Orlando Magic uh, absolutely crushed the Hawks again, 105-75. to They're rolling, folks. They are rolling. I think people, um, the experts predicted Orlando to be pretty good in the NBA playoffs. I don't think anyone predicted them to be this dominant. And that is the word. They just crushed Charlotte four games straight. They're now destroying the Atlanta Hawks uh, 3-0. They played tonight, try to wrap it up. They won 105-75. The Lakers beat Utah on a thriller, 111-110. to I think Utah had two chances, two chances to win that game in front of the Utah fans. Great ball game. Darren Williams had a chance. Wesley, Wesley Matthews Jr. had a shot. I think a tip in at the buzzer. It wouldn't fall. Tough break for the Utah. They're battling the Lakers. Much closer than the 3-0 series would indicate. And I love yesterday. Didn't get to see the game, but I was uh, when reading the paper this morning. I'm clapping. I'm like, yeah, the Boston Celtics over the Cavalier. I don't know why, but for some weird, odd reason, I'm rooting this year for the Boston Celtics. Never have before. Not particularly rooting. It's not, not like any particular player on their team is, uh, you know, has caught my fancy. I, I do have a minor male crush, I have to admit, on a Rajon Rondo. But besides that, I can't figure it out, but I am. I'm rooting for the Celtics. The Cavaliers a little cocky. Maybe it's the fact subconsciously, and I'm, I'm not even one of those Chicago, oh, but if LeBron James came here, it'd be the greatest thing in the world. Eh. I'm a Bulls fan. I, I'd almost, how do I put this? If LeBron James came to the Bulls, and it would almost be too easy. I'd almost, this is kind of a weird thought process. See if anybody else out there can relate to it. 888-463-6748. And our email is uh, Mike2Guys, AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two, M-I-C-K-E-Y, M-I-C and the number two, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. If LeBron James came to the Bulls and we won a championship, I'd be happy, but it, it might be tempered. It would be cooler. If we picked up, you know, a Joe Johnson or a Chris Boss, somebody who's not going to be the sole reason that we win the championship, and with the Kirk Heinrich and Luol Deng and the guys I've rooted for for the last two, three years, if that group was able to accomplish the championship, then I could really celebrate. that make any sense? That by bringing LeBron here, it would almost cheapen a world championship? By, you know, probably 88, 98% of the people listening would call me crazy right now. And well, David you know, Olson, would you, know, you be? I actually agree with you. Wow! It, it's it's holy like, mackerel! It's bringing in a ringer. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's bringing in the ringer. Yeah. You, you team him up with Derrick Rose and Jakeem Noah. Too every, good. It's yeah. It's, He's too good. Yeah, yeah. Because you know the Bulls are a piece. They're like a piece or two away. Yeah. He's like giving them five pieces in, yeah. one, in one fell swoop. Uh-huh. You know. And then if they it's win, good, it's it's all about LeBron. It's not about exactly. our guys, Joe Keem and the Wild Dang and Derrick Exactly. Brooks. You're exactly right. It turned into, uh-huh. it turned into the LeBron show. Yeah. You know? And, and by the way, it's not a shot at LeBron James. I think for all the fame and fortune he has gotten at a young age, I think he's handled it pretty well. Not perfect. 
few things he does, but, but you know, again, considering everything that has come at him at the age of 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever he is now, handled it pretty well. You watch him play. He's not a selfish player. He will give up the ball. He will. So it's not a knock on LeBron. It's just the fact he's so damn good and so dominant that if he did come here, again, I'm not saying I'd be disappointed. I think I'd still be happy, but maybe not as happy as they want it. Nope, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. Shocking. That might be the first time we've agreed in about two months. Yeah, you're probably right. You're just doing that because the big dog's not here today. You're trying to be kind to me. So Joel was here. Dave will be firing at me, probably giving me those dirty looks that he normally gives. All right. But at any rate, uh, so for some weird reason, I'm rooting for the Celtics. And uh, I think when the Cavaliers won game three, everybody thought pretty much, you know, let's start typing up our scouting reports. Cleveland against Orlando. Not so fast the Boston Celtics at Cleveland on the Cavalier home court. Right? Or was that at Boston? Now I'm confusing myself. No, that game was at Boston. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cleveland won game three at Boston. The Celtics uh, won the opener at Cleveland. That's where they shocked them. 97-87. How about the game by my male cross, by the way, Rajon Rondo? 29 points, 18 rebounds. 18 rebounds. This is not Joe Kim Noel we're talking about. Rajon Rondo, 6-2. 6-2 pulling down 18 rebounds yesterday. Have a day on Mother's Day. Hope Mrs. Rondo was watching. 13 assists just to go on top of it. 29 points, 18 rebounds, 13 assists, second best performance of the day. I mean, that's unbelievable. Happy Mother's Day to Rajon Rondo. Phoenix knocks off San Antonio, so they advance four straight over San Antonio. Imagine how Mark Cuban feels. The Dallas Mavericks owner watching his team getting beat by San Antonio, thinking, well, maybe. Maybe we lost to a team of destiny. And then watching the team that he thought beat his team was the team of destiny, losing four straight. Mark Cuban is stewing. I hope Mrs. Cuban is around to watch Mark Cuban get mad. Mrs. Cuban, if you're listening to the show, we're big with moms. I'm not sure how many sports people actually listen to the show, but I do know we have a lot of moms listening to the show. We'll send you some. Uh, we'll dig into our limited prize vault, folks. If we can get a mom calling us. If you're not a mom, if you want to impersonate a mom. I want to hear from a mom out there and hear, hear how Mother's Day went. If you're a sports mom, even better. 888-463-6748. Mark Cuban's mom, if you're out there, you can call up our special hotline, which is 888-463-6748. Plenty of lines open. We'll get you right on. All right. Uh, now, I said it was the second best performance of the day. Second best. Rajon Rondo just out of his mind yesterday, but how about Dallas Braden? Now, again, if my partner here, the big dog, was here, he could probably tell you a lot about Dallas Braden. I am uh, very safe in my sports talk testosterone here to tell you that uh, I don't think I've ever heard of Dallas Braden before. Apparently he's been hanging around the major leagues for a while. Why do we mention Dallas Braden? He pitches for the Oakland A's. He shut out Tampa Bay yesterday 4 nothing, and he faced 27 batters, a perfect game, 19th perfect game in MLB history. You think, I mean, it's just unbelievably amazing to think how hard it is to pull off the perfect game. Of course, Mark Burley for the White Sox did it last year towards the end of the season. But 19, 19 in Major League Baseball history. I mean, that's the rarest of rare. Pretty impressive. 27 up, 27 down. I like the fact that Dallas Braden not only credited his mom, good job, Dallas Braden, and again, Mrs. Braden, if you're out there, 888-463-6748. But, uh, you know, he made sure in the postgame interviews to credit his teammates. He's exactly right. Perfect game. 
is not only the pitcher, it is the obviously a nine-player performance. you got to have great fielding, great production from your defensive teammates behind you. I think the last perfect game for the Oakland A's 42 years ago, Jimmy Catfish Hunter, one of the better mustaches in the late 1960s, played for the white-shoot Oakland A's, Jim Catfish Hunter, 42 years ago. Dallas Braden comes up with a perfect game yesterday. Nicely done. Four to nothing over Tampa Bay. Looking at our uh, Chicago baseball teams, um, not so perfect, unfortunately. Far from perfect, and particularly in the case of uh, the bullpen on the south side of town. And for the Chicago Cubs, just um, unfortunate timing, if nothing else. But uh, just to recap, the weekend for our Chicago teams, Cubs, White Sox fans will be taking your calls today. Baseball fans. You want to talk about your particular team, we'll be right here for you again at 888-463-6748. Cubs started off good. Everything looking pretty good Friday. We had a nice 14-7 win over the Cincinnati Rens. Starlin Castro, the new boy wonder, the new kid in town. How about that for a debut? Six RBIs, I think another Major League Baseball record set. If it wasn't for Dallas Braden's perfect game, the star of the weekend in baseball was Cub uh, barely 20-something rookie Starlin Castro. By the way, if you look at Starlin Castro, I kept he looks like somebody. The best I can come up with right now is an African American Donny Osmond. David's going to type it up there right now, I, but I'm not even sure that's what it is. There's some actor, maybe it's someone I personally know, but there is someone. He looks he doesn't look like your typical athlete, but I'm right now until I come up with something better. He does look like the African American version of Donny Osmond. Which, quite frankly, uh, is somewhat of a scary thought, to be honest with you. Probably very scary to Donny Osmond himself. But Starling Castro, first at bat. I love that. First at bat in the major, any guy that does that. I don't know how many in Major League Baseball history have done that, but that is so cool. Home run in your first Major League bat. And what made that so much more dramatic is there was so much buildup for this kid. I was not watching, wished I was. Was not watching, but he jacks a three-run homer in his first Major League at bat. Are you kidding me? You hope that that doesn't set the bar too high. And a couple of bats later, bases loaded, he rips a triple. Two for five of the day, six RBIs, most RBIs ever in a debut. So everything's looking good for the Cub after Friday. We got ourselves a new young superstar. We're beating Cincinnati. Maybe we can pull off the sweep, start turning this season around. That lasted all of about 23 hours and 12 minutes. Game two, Cincinnati 14 and the Cubs two. Yesterday, Cincinnati knocked off the Cubs five to three, so we end out losing two out of three. It started so good. It ended so dismal. The Cubs could not bring home a victory for all those wonderful Cub moms and Cub wives out there. Joey Votto had a three-run homer and just kind of the type of season, really the last couple of seasons, it's very typical. It uh, almost symbolizes the uh, Lou Piniella career the last couple of years. He comes out to the mound. Tough call. Tough call. Ryan Dempster pitched a good ball game, seven strikeouts, couple of walks. He'd thrown, I think, 110 pitches, seventh innings, a righty, going up against a Joey Votto, a lefty. But Dempster tells Uncle Lou, hey, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling strong. The arm's still got some juice left. Catcher Coye Hill agrees with him. Out in the bullpen, you got the guy who's been pretty good all season long, Sean Marshall. Big six foot four and a half inch lefty. Lefty on lefty percentages say bring Marshall in. You gotta go with the hunch. You gotta go with your feel. I'm not gonna second guess Lou Pinella. Lou decides to leave the starter in. And again, it's been symbolic of the last couple of years for Uncle Lou. How rough can it get? Two pitches later. Boom. 
Joey Votto, right center field, three-run homer, Cubs lose 5-3. to three. I mean, it's been that kind of year for the Cubbies. Taking on Florida Day at home. Got a chance to turn it around for the beloved Cubs. Taking on Florida at home. Ted Lilly is back in action. White Sox uh, lost 7-4 to four on Friday. They came back and won 7-3 to three. on Saturday. Things look a little better. Jake Peavy seems to be back on track. I think every uh, fan uh, in Chicago or out of Chicago knows that the White Sox are going to do anything this year. They need Jake Peavy to be their star. They need Jake Peavy, quite frankly, to uh, simply be like Jake Peavy. At least the Jake PV vote. And then yesterday, disaster strikes. They lose two out of three to Toronto. Uh, uh, Alex Rios has a great day, four for four. They come up with a couple of big hits. Carlos Quentin, a double. They take the lead, seven to five. Going into the ninth inning, this is a team badly in need of victory, folks. And Bobby Jenks, who uh, I think the stat line says that he's had five appearances and five saves. So, again, I've always said there's three kind of lies. Lies, white lies, and statistics. So if you look at the statistics and you haven't watched Bobby Jenk pitch, you're thinking, hey, the guy's having a pretty good season. Five save chances and five saves. But if you've actually watched, you know that Bobby Jenks has been teetering on the brink of distinction more than a few times. There's been a bunch of times he's come in and given up a couple of runs. I think he got a victory once when he gave up a couple of runs and they won in the next inning. He hasn't pitched well. If you've been watching with your... uh Baseball naked eyes, you could see Bobby Jenks has not pitched well. Yesterday it blows up in their face. He gives up a three-run homer to Fred Lewis. Outside of Dallas Braden, Fred Lewis might be the next unknown player in Major League Baseball. But there you go. Toronto wins their ninth out of their last 11. They're red hot, crushing defeat for the White Sox. Ozzie Guillen is beside himself. And the only reason Ozzie is beside himself is because nobody else will sit next to Ozzie. So if nobody sits next to you, you got to be beside yourself. Sorry about that. All right, triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Quick recap: We'll get the tiger and some of the other stories when we come back. Flying solo today. Phone lines are open. Dial it up. We'll review uh, Mother's Day a little bit. We got more. You think baseball is bad in Chicago? And it is. And the hockey wasn't very good yesterday. That we got all kinds of problems. We had a one, two, three, of fairly. High ups in our Chicago government, if you want to call it, that went disaster over the week. It's been a rough month for Chicago, and this weekend in particular was one of the worst. We'll jump off the sports page when we come back. Take a quick break. David Olson, our producer today, coach flying solo, co-host seat is open for you. Dial it up, folks. Talk some sports here. 888-463-6748. User-friendly. Sports Talk Radio.
the lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Oh, goodness. Welcome back. TalkZone.com. Had trouble getting to sleep last night. Really, the last week. Been having trouble getting to sleep. David, I called up my doctor. You know what he said for the uh, the best cure for insomnia? Sleep. He get, said get plenty of sleep. Smartass. 888-463-6748. Back on the uh, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show. Today it's one guy and one mic. And, uh, David, I don't know if you saw this. We mentioned before the break. We'll jump off the sports page a little bit and lament in the world of Chicago politics. I mean, it's always bad. But this weekend was almost to the point of ridiculous, and amongst the ridiculous, we also hit tragedy. But uh, probably the one that made the national wires the most, the head of our CTA, the head of our Metra rail system, long-time guy, too. I think he'd been with the department like 30, 35 years. He's been the head of it for a long time. Phil Pagano, the head of the Metro train, who had been under um, controversy, looked like he was going to be called to court, if you will, for siphoning off some money. Again, beautiful Chicago politics. People just keep, keep their hand out of the well. It's unbelievable. So all of a sudden, things were heating up a little bit, and I think it was on Friday. I mean, this is unbelievable. He steps in his hometown, Crystal Lake, north suburbs of Illinois, 8 o'clock in the morning. He goes out to the train station right when the train is pulling up, or speeding through, I should say, not slowing down. He jumps out in front of the train, apparently looked the train conductor right in the eye, committed suicide, getting hit by a train. Folks, this is the head, the head, the longtime head of the Chicago Metro Train Department. Tragic. Tragic. And in the back of his pocket, I don't know if he was trying to be smart-ass about it, if he was trying to be cool about it, if he was maybe trying to send a message of, you know, the for protection for the rest of the department. I don't know, but it, it didn't come off very well. In the back of his pocket, he had the emergency procedures for train conductors if they hit somebody. Right? Man. What a way to commit suicide. And then they say how uh, tragic it is, too, for the train conductor who hits the guy. Because that's a psychological thing for them. And, the, and, and this Phil Pagano guy apparently had been very uh, proactive in putting money into programs and counseling to help any of these conductors that were involved in accidents like that. And then he causes one himself and kills himself. Well, not only con- the conductor, but the reporter that broke the story okay. on his scandal. Was was the reporter watching? No, no, no. But um, the one that uncovered all of his wrongdoings that he was being, you know, going to possibly be fired for. Oh, okay, okay. So now he, that guy feels guilt that he caused. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they were uh, talking about that on WLS over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, yeah. Another victim. Another victim. And then we have the uh, head of the Chicago Fire Department. Head of the Chicago Fire Department. What's the guy's name? John Brock? John Blake? Head of the Chicago Fire Department. He resigns on Friday. It was a rough Friday in the city of Chicago. He resigns Friday. It might have been Saturday morning. It might have been Thursday night. It doesn't really matter. Head of our Chicago Fire Department. Sexual allegations. He has admitted to anything. 
sexual harassment, I think it is, and he resigns under pressure. Head of our fire department, sexual allegations. And then we have the head of the Secretary Regional Office of Education, not the number one guy on our Board of Education, but pretty high up, the Cook County Board of Education. Okay, And he resigns his job for skimming money, I think goes up, up to like $400,000. And again, I don't think he has um, admitted it just yet, but the reports are out there, they're after him, and he resigns under pressure also. Head of the regional office of Cook County, all in one weekend. And this is on top of everything else that's been going on, from Rod Blagojevich and, uh, and the Kelly guy, who was Blagojevich's number two guy, who committed suicide. I mean, Chicago politics, Illinois politics, has always been a little rough and a little controversial and a little sordid and a little dark. But man, oh man, come on. In one weekend, the head of the Metro, the head of our fire department, one of our top guys in the school system. Is it that hard? I'm trying to put myself in their place, David. Is it that hard to keep your hand out of the well? Is it that tempting? Is it greed? Is it it's just they get caught up in the system? It's unbelievable. I mean, you could see one or two, and obviously not everybody's guilty, and still the large majority are hardworking and very honest people, but way too many, especially at the higher up, just abusing their power. Wow. All right. We jump off the sports page uh, on occasion. Here on the Two Guys in a Mic show, and um, you want to comment on that? We also had a Supreme Court uh, justice that, well, hasn't been nominated yet, but I think the announcement is supposed to come in today. Elena Wood. No, Elena Kagan. Elena Kagan, I'm sorry, who uh, I think Barack Obama is going to nominate today, and then we can go through the usual proceedings where there will be a, a battle with all the Republicans, I'm sure, trying to defrock her, if you will, like you defrock a priest. It is officially did nominate her this morning. He did. Yes. As the name Elena Kagan, Diana Wood, was the other contender. Correct. It is Kagan. Thank you very much. Elena Kagan. Well, I tell you, you get to... I don't know, maybe next to president, there's nowhere where your past history and your record is dug up more than if you're going to be nominated for Supreme Court justice. I mean, you got, and I'm sure Obama's people and any president's people, they uh, go out of their way to do the background check on themselves and see if anything's going to come up. But, I mean, it's right out there for you. I don't know if I've done anything that bad, but I, I probably have. I'd be afraid to run for that high level of office, even if you don't know what you did. You know, I'd be like in fear. They're going to dig something up. They're going to dig something from the closet. I'm sure Elena Kagan will be raked over the coals. Hopefully she'll hold true. Sonia Sotomayor did that, was it, about uh, six months ago. So we've been through that. Set another female. Very nicely done. Barack Obama trying to uh, even out the uh, male-female ratio in the Supreme Court. What religion? Because I know there was a controversy about, uh, well, we didn't have any Protestants anymore in the Supreme Court. We'll see if we can check out Elena Kagan. Does she look anything like Starlin Castro, the Cub rookie shortstop? No, David Olson's saying no. By the way, no, she kind of looks like Lou Pinella. <laughs> oh, goodness. We won't have to worry about any of the male. Clarence Thomas will keep his hands off Elena Kagan. I can almost almost guarantee that. You never know with Clarence, though. He's getting up in years, too. He might be getting frisky when, when it defies all explanations. But uh, So that is official, though. Obama, Barack is going, all right, there we go. Next couple of months we can go through that. I'm watching on the uh, screen now, Dallas Braden, the Oakland A's pitcher. 
pitching the perfect game, getting the celebration nicely done. Dallas Brand, perfect game versus the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. There he is hugging his wife, hugging his mom. At least I hope that's his mommy's hugging. Could be just a female fan that came out of the stands. Who knows? All right, 888-463-6748, two guys at a mic show. Uh, you can email us at mike 2 guys at aol.com M-I-C and the number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. One other uh, quick story over the weekend, the TPC Players Tournament Sawgrass in beautiful Pontra Vidra Beach, Florida. Never been there, but it sounds like a lovely place. I just love the name of that, Pontra Vidra Beach, Florida. If I ever buy a summer home, I may buy like the, the cheapest property I can find out there. Go on the internet and find, you know, there's got to be something you can get for maybe like a thousand bucks. Just so I can tell people I've got, oh yeah, I've got some property in Ponta Vedra Beach, Florida. Maybe like a rock. Yeah, live in Chicago, but you know, I got a little property in Ponta Vedra Vedra Beach, Florida. You may have to check that out on the internet. But um, Sawgrass Country Club, Tim Clark pulls it out. You know, one thing that bugged me is all the news was on Tiger Woods, and again, not anti-Tiger guy. I'm not going to get into all that. But uh, a great tournament. Tim Clark edging out Robert Allenby to win the championship. Timmy Clark storming from behind. I think he was like seven strokes back after two days. Came back with the five birdies out of six holes, I think, in the middle of that back night. A tremendous run. Tim Clark, Robert Allenby, who had been leading throughout the tournament, on and off the leaderboard, and Allen B. had a chance, to, I think, to hit an 11-foot putt at the end. Just missed. Dramatic ending, no overtime. Tim Clark wins it, and all the lead stories are on Tiger Woods pulling out of the tournament. Tough break if you're Tim Clark, because here's a guy, the uh, young South African who never won. Actually, he's not so young. A veteran on the PGA tournament, never won. He's been in the money, been a pretty solid golfer, never won. He finally Finally pulls out a big win in what people are calling the fifth major. I think it's the highest paying tournament of all. Guy pulls away $1.4 million. But he finally wins a tournament. Nobody's talking about that. They're all talking about Tiger Woods' neck. Tiger pulled out of the tournament. We don't know if that uh, neck spasm, if you will, is related to the uh, car incident, the car accident, the possible attack. From his lovely wife, Ela Nordhagen, but uh, either way, he appears to be injured. A little bit scary when you say you feel tingling down to your fingers when you hit the ball. So that can be a little bit scary. So if that's uh, true, we can certainly understand Tiger pulling out. I don't have a problem with him pulling out of the tournament if you're legitimately injured. It just seemed like all the media attention is on Tiger Woods. I feel bad. I feel bad for my guy, Tim Clark, who pulls out the victory. Want to talk some golf, talk some uh PGA got a couple more majors coming up down the road. We got a big horse race coming up this weekend too, the Preakness. We'll talk about that as the week goes on too. Derby is over, Preakness coming up. Super Saver is uh going for round two of the Triple Crown. Hopefully he won't pull out with a bad neck. Don't want that to happen. By the way, somebody on our website said that that's the first time Tiger Woods has pulled out in a while. Not sure who that was. I thought it was inappropriate, but it did bring a slight smile to my face. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Again, 888-463-6748, talkzone.com, two guys at a mic. And you can email us again at mike2guys at aol.com. That's M-I-C and the number two, mike 
two guys at AOL.com. We were talking earlier in the show, Blackhawks fans uh, here in the city of Chicago. That's the big story. Hawks get knocked off by Vancouver. Everybody getting ready to celebrate. After a 3-1 lead, took two games in Vancouver. What is it with home ice? Not just the Hawks, but in many of the other series, the home ice advantage. Proving not only to be not an advantage, but almost a um, a minor disadvantage. Someone's got to do a study on it. They're going to start changing things to say if you're the higher seed, you get the advantage of going on the on the road. Maybe they should give the uh, the team with the better record the option. Some of the teams might pick, you know what, we'll play on the road. We'll start off playing two games away. Maybe it's more concentration. Maybe it's more team togetherness. Maybe it's more focus. Whatever it is, the road team's having a ball. Vancouver did yesterday, knocking off the Blackhawk 4-1. to one. I was in the midst of a Mother's Day celebration, did not watch as intently, did not have the tape machine going. Quite frankly, my thought process, and I have many weird thought processes, but my thought process coming into this game was, um, you know, Hawks are up 3-1. Okay, If they lose this game, then game six, I'm tuning in, the drama comes back. But they were up 3-1, they're back at the United Center. To me, it was not must-see TV. And I'm about... Um, you know, if I say three quarters into the NHL play, I'm maybe four fifths of the way. I'm not total hockey boy, but I'm 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 in there. I jumped into the hockey pool and I'm sinking. Three fourths, four fifths, whatever it might be. But yesterday's game was not must watch TV. I tuned in a little bit, checked out maybe the last half of the third period, but uh, now, now the drama kicks in a little bit. Game six, and those Vancouver fans who were dead in the water in the third period of Game 4 when the Blackhawks had knocked Vancouver off in Game 3. And here we are in Game 4, blitzing uh, Vancouver third period. You could see the Vancouver fan. The only clapping they were doing was kind of clapping and appreciation. Thanks, guys, for giving us a great season, and we'll uh, come back next year. Well, they're not coming back next year. They're coming back about four days later. And we'll see what reaction the Vancouver fans have. I would think the white uh, towels will be out again. And the Vancouver hockey fans will be going nuts as they get uh, to live for another day. Big win over the Blackhawk, 4-1. to one. Roberto Luongo, who had a couple of rough games against the Hawks, 29 saves. And again, I didn't see too much of the game, but apparently a lot of those 29, pretty good saves. If he gets hot again, if he gets his confidence up, watch out. We might be heading back to the United Center. For, again, two of the greatest words in all the sports, Game 7. I love Game 7. By the way, I saw, uh, real quick, before we take a break, and, again, you want to talk some NHL hockey, we'll get back to the baseball discussion here. I don't really want to, but we will have to. As a Cub and Sox fan, it's kind of a sore subject right now. We'll talk some baseball in the perfect game and uh, and recap the NBA playoffs a little bit, too. Uh, anything you want to talk about, 888 David Olson, our producer. I think I saw up on the screen, Lena Horn. The great singer, Lena Horne, passing away at the age of 92. That is correct. Wow. She's a Hall of Famer, right? I can't even remember singing more than acting for Lena Horne, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Huh. I, you know what? I'm not even sure I could remember a song by Lena Horne, but I can remember the fact that she was a flat-out superstar. Superstar. Did she have any... Um, did she date like a Sydney Poitier? Was she married to any famous people? I think she was. No? I can look all that up for you before my time. We got we got to dig up some controversy on Lena Horn. 
Not controversy. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know she was still alive before today, <laughs> which obviously she's not now. But That happens to me a lot. We saw there was a commercial, I think, where Betty White is getting tackled. And in that same commercial, Abe Vigoda is getting tackled. We had a big argument with the people that I was watching with. I think it was the Saturday Night Live this Saturday. We tuned in a little bit to catch Betty White. Yeah, she was she was awesome. I heard she was very good. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was good. Although it was it kind of followed a pattern where she would you know be just saying something completely outrageous or sexual and lather, rinse, repeat. You know, her swearing and being bleeped out, and it, it just it kind of followed a pattern. Did it go me. too over? You know, with Betty no. White. No, no, I wouldn't say it would go to, if she's okay. willing to do it, it's not going too far. Well, you know I don't I mean? know if I agree with that. I, I, you know, and it's one of those things I can't write it down. It's one of those, if I see it, I know it. Uh, you know, body, and that's part of her stick. It works, but when you go too far over, and it sounds like maybe they did, and again, I, yeah, if you see it. No, I don't think they went know. too far, but it was like they kind of, that was kind of their crutch. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. The writing stuff, that was their crutch. Yeah. And she had to do it live, too, which is not so yeah, easy. Reading yeah, off the cue cards yeah. at age 88, reading off the cue cards, not so easy. But uh, Abe, so Abe Vigoda was in that commercial, too, getting tech. We had a big argument. Was that a piped-in picture of Abe Vigoda? No, no, no. He said he, Abe's still kicking it. Still alive? Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn he died like eight years ago. No, 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 no. He's like a reoccurring punch. I, I forget. I think it was Conan O'Brien. He was a reoccurring punchline. He'd just keep bringing him in. It's amazing. Know? I, I I thought for sure I had like a uh, remember Abe Vigoda party about seven or eight years ago in deference to one of our great actors. Who could forget Abe Vigoda? Barney Miller. Abe is still with us. I'm shocked. Lena Horne is not, but Abe Vigoda is with. Classy, classy young lady. Pure class for those that don't remember. Great singer, great voice. And I, I want to find out who she dated. I know she was married or dated at some Hollywood star line. I think a Sydney Poitier. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some answers for you after the break. That takes all the fun out of it. Make something up. All right, we'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic, the man of many uh, positions over there, David Olson. And maybe I better rephrase that. The man of many um, talents, David Olson, our fine producer. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I hope you were treated well over the weekend. By the way, do you know me and Dave are related? Do you know that? Yeah, your mother and my mother are both mothers. Thank you.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we are back indeed in the Two Guys and a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Against my better Chicago nature, we will talk a little baseball here, go over the standings, some of the games from over the weekend. Again, it is not Pretty been a uh, very pretty season for the Chicago baseball teams. But a quick little MLB recap from the weekend. You want to talk some uh, small white round ball with us? You can do that at triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. We mentioned uh, right before the break, Lena Horn, the classiest of classy, pure pure joy to listen to, passing away at the sprightly age of ninety two. Dave, do we uh, dig up any marriages? Any uh, long time affair? Not even affair. Long time dating of famous people. No. Nothing in there? No. She was married twice, and the uh, first marriage was like uh, close to 30 years, wow. and the second marriage was uh, 20 years or something like go. that. So A stable force? Yep. Yep. All right. Tough, tough way. Lena Horn passing away at the age of 92. I still like the great words of uh, Tupac Shakur. Is that what his name was? Yes. Did I get that right? Shaker or Shakur? <laughs> Shakur. Tupac said, uh, I'm not afraid of dying. My only fear is being reincarnated. <laughs> I kind of like that concept. Triple eight, four, six, three, sixty seven, forty eight. Lena Horn, may she rest in peace. All right. May our Chicago baseball teams rest in peace. We talked about, I'm not going to uh, recap what we did the first 15 minutes of the show, but if you're a Chicago baseball fan just tuning in, you want to talk some baseball, uh, dial it up. We'll go over with you. Through closed teeth, through clenched teeth, if you will, but we will. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. White Sox and Cubs both lose two out of three over the weekend. Uh, it's mediocre has been about uh, as positive as you can say for our beloved teams right now. But uh, over the weekend, of course, we had the uh, great perfect game from Dallas Braden. We talked about that only, by the way, twelve thousand in Oakland to witness that. Too bad. You get a perfect game. You hope you know it's thirty, forty thousand people. Now I'm sure. There'll be 30 or 40 or 50 or 60,000 people in Oakland saying that they were there, you know, like 10 years from now. But in actuality, there was only 12,000 people there. Oakland knocked off Tampa Bay 4 to nothing. 109 pitches for Dallas Braden, 77 strikes. That's pretty good. You're putting the ball over the plate. You're making them hit, and they couldn't hit it. Where an Oakland A fielder was not. 27 up, 27 down, 19, excuse me, 19th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Pretty impressive. Great memory for Dallas Braden. Minnesota knocked off Baltimore a 6 nothing, and that series was a four-game series. They ended up splitting 2-2 Denard Span. He's been red hot. Got another three-hit game. Texas swept Kansas City 6-4. So the Rangers, uh, things going a little bit better for them. For the Kansas City Royals, they are heading downhill quickly, and that seems to be a ride that they uh, take pretty much every baseball season. They have a few brief roller coaster rides up, and then it's a steady slide downhill. Add your own sound effects. Uh, Boston knocked off the Yankees 9-3. to Red Sox and the Yankees, great rivalry in baseball. Yankees won the first two yesterday. Uh, Boston able to come out with one game, a 9-3 to victory over the Yankees. San Francisco knocked off the Mets 6-5. to Timmy Lensicombe had eight strikeouts, a couple of walks, pitched six innings strong. Looking over at the standings real quick, I and mean, besides the perfect game, quite frankly, not a real dramatic weekend in Major League Baseball. Probably the biggest news besides the perfect game for uh, Dallas Braden was the debut of the 20-year-old kid for the Cubs, Starlin Castro, who had six RBIs on Friday. But overall, 
Not a lot of uh, scintillation over the weekend. But real quick, American League East shaping up to be the best division in all of baseball. Tampa Bay with a half a game lead over the New York Yankees. Pretty good race going on right there. The Devil Rays have been outstanding. Got lost a couple in a row over the weekend, so maybe they're starting to slip a little bit. But they have probably been over all the top team in baseball this year. Pitching, defense, hitting, production from everywhere. Very impressive. Yankees hanging in. Toronto, very quietly creeping up. They've won nine out of their last 11 this weekend at the expense of our beloved Southside White Chicago White Sox. The Boston Red Sox, I don't think you can count them out just yet. Hanging around at 500 after losing two out of three over the Yankees. American League East, solid division. Can Tampa Bay hang on? Yankees probably still the favorite team. Can Toronto make some noise? Can Boston make a big comeback? It's going to be fun to watch. American League Central, the Minnesota Twins, two in a row. Split the series with the Boston. They have a three-and-a-half game lead over Detroit. The Twins still looking good, 21-11. They uh, played very good without their superstar, Joe Maurer. He comes back in the lineup now. Not perfectly healthy, but it looks like he's able to play, working his way back. Detroit Tigers are still hanging in there at 17 and 14. And then you got three teams right now bottom feeding the White Sox, Cleveland, and Kansas City. You think maybe, maybe the White Sox can put a run together. We will see. Doesn't look good right now, but maybe. And, uh, the Detroit Tigers, boy, if they don't hold serve, and there's, you know, there's different ways the Tigers can go. Most likely they'll be okay. But if they fade a little bit, the Minnesota Twins, I mean, they might just be able to tap dance. They may be able to sit back in the old uh, Barcalonger for the month of August and September, just cruise their way into the playoffs. American League West has taken a little bit of a turn since last we talked. Uh, myself and the big dog going over the standings and kind of talking about how the AL West might be the most competitive, not the best, but the most competitive of the divisions and maybe going down to the final week with possibly all four teams still in it. As of about a week ago, you had... Um, all four teams hovering around 500, I think, first place. Last place was like a two-and-a-half game difference. Not so much. Eight or nine days later, you got Texas and Oakland. They've separated themselves a little bit. The Anaheim Angels, don't count them out just yet. Mike Social managing. They can still turn it around, but they're struggling. Anaheim Angels struggling right now, 14-19. and 19. Seattle, I think, has got a broken eight-game losing streak. They won yesterday, but they had lost eight in a row. So separation in the West. Texas and Oakland battling for first. The Angels in Seattle dropping down. Moving over real quick to the National League. Again, you want to talk some baseball with us. Anything that happened over the weekend or the uh, standings through the first 30, 35 games, whatever your team might have played, give us a call, 888-463-6748. Phone lines open. Uh, over in the National League in the Eastern Division, Philadelphia. Still looking pretty good. The Mets in Washington at 17 and 14. How about the Nationals? Our state government might not be working too well in Washington, but the baseball team, not so bad. Not too bad. 17 and 14. They won uh, two in a row. Good weekend for them. They're tied with the Mets for second place. Philadelphia at 19 and 12. Florida and Atlanta right now are below 500, but I don't think you can count on either of those teams. So that's a division to keep an eye on, particularly if Philadelphia does not pull away from the pack, and they just might with their pitching and their lineup. But 19 and 12 is almost. I know it's hard for Chicago fans to sympathize with that, but 19-12, almost a disappointment for Philadelphia. I mean, they're loaded. The pickup of Roy Halladay has been tremendous. they got maybe the best starting lineup from top to bottom, best hitting. 
We'll see if they can pull away from the pack. If they can't, though, you got uh, even the bottom feeder teams, Florida and Atlanta, capable of making a late run. National League Central, St. Louis Cardinals still well in control, three and a half up. Cincinnati Reds hanging at 16 and 50. Milwaukee Brewers hanging at 15 and 16. Pittsburgh Pirates have not hit their downhill roller coaster yet. They're hanging at 14 and uh, 17. And the Cubs, I don't think you can say they're they're hanging. They're like losing their grip. About ready to fall into oblivion at 14 and 18. Houston Astros, 10 and 21. Not going to be a good season for the Houston Astros. It's going to be a long season for the fine folk in Houston. Maybe we can cheer on, uh, what do we got? The Houston, uh, we can't root for the football team out there. There's no Houston hockey team. Maybe they got an indoor arena football team we can cheer. You get the Houston Texans. Yeah, football. Right. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot to root for the Houston Texans, and we got a we got a ways to wait for them. I'm trying to think of something they can sink their teeth into in the uh, month of September, a month of uh, summer months in Houston. Of course, if you live in Houston and it's the summer months, you don't want to sink your teeth in anything. The only thing you want to sink your teeth in is good air conditioning system. Man, I've been in that place in the summer. Brutal. Wonderful city. Great city. Wonderful place to visit late September through the end of May. Middle of June, July, and August, stay away. Be afraid. Be very afraid of both the weather and their baseball team. National League West, San Diego, 19-12. and 12. They're a half game up on San Francisco. The Giants are still my pick to click, but the Padres have been impressive. Uh, Colorado at 15-16. and 16. you got the Dodgers, one of the big disappointments in baseball. Quiet, quiet. Kind of quiet, nothing dramatic, but Joe Torre and company are struggling. Struggling this year, 14 and 17 in the Arizona Diamondbacks at 14 and 18 too. So, um, you know, 30 games through, what is that? One sixth, almost one fifth of the way through the season. Still a lot of baseball to be played, but just a quick uh, recap, quick rundown of the Major League Baseball standings. And again, uh, you want to check in on baseball throughout the summer months, the talkzone.com, two guys at a mic, the place to do that. We'll keep you recapped and uh, each and every day we try to do a little MLB recap some of the highlights of the games and days before. 888-463-6748 is the phone number, but if you're going to call in, you better call quick. We only got a couple of minutes left. And again, just to recap um, some of our top stories, we talked a little bit about the NBA too and L.A. Lakers winning a dramatic game of the weekend, 111-110 to 110 over Utah. Biggest game yesterday was the Boston Celtics. In their big win, knocking off the Cavaliers, 97-87. So that series is 2-2. Two to two. Phoenix is home resting. Nicely done, Phoenix Suns. They're rolling through the playoffs. Remember, my two picks to click. Two picks to click. I had the Celtics in the East. I had Phoenix in the West. Not bad. Not bad predictions right now. Yeah, you're looking pretty good right now. Looking pretty good for a rare moment in time. Um, Orlando Magic. And that would be an outstanding series, by the way, for the NBA Finals. If it came down to it. If it came down to it, that would be an outstanding series. Yeah, even. Evenly matched. No dominant big men. That'd be good. Be entertaining. Long way to go, though. L.A. Lakers might have something to say about that, as might the Cavaliers, as might a uh, team called the Orlando Magic, who haven't lost a playoff game yet. And I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Orlando Magic basketball, but uh, even during the playoff, I have, it's probably the team I've seen the least. But from what we're hearing and uh, from what we're reading, they're just rolling. I mean, I don't know that they've had more than one or two competitive games. They're beating some pretty good teams, too. Not great. 
Nobody's saying the Charlotte Hornets or the Atlanta Hawks or the L.A. Lakers, but pretty good teams in Orlando is just uh, tiptoeing through the tulips right now. All right. We got to wrap it up. One hour flies by. Doesn't fly by quite as quick as when we have two guys here. But I do the best we can. We'll be back at you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Have a great day, everybody. And again, moms out there, we hope you had a special weekend getting the true love and attention that you so richly deserve. And it should happen 365, 24-7. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock.